do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. This podcast is brought to you by Ultra Rapid Acting Inhaled Insulin. If you live with diabetes and you've ever tried to lose weight, you know how challenging it can be. Not only is insulin a fat-storing hormone, but you have highs, you have lows, and we overtreat those lows. Also, the stress of type 1 diabetes can make it more difficult to lose weight because it changes your metabolism. This can lead you to feel frustration, deflated, and even like a failure. You may go to great lengths to try to lose weight, and still come up short. Welcome to the Live Free with T1D podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes management is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And on this episode of the podcast, I coach Jeff around his weight loss. Over the past couple of years, Jeff has had a challenging time losing weight. After being a college and professional athlete, he now is in a new place in his life and the weight is harder to come off. To top it off, Jeff feels out of control with his low blood sugars and he overtreats them which makes it even more challenging for him to shed those pounds. On this episode, I coach Jeff on both his diabetes education around how to think about diabetes in a different way in order to lose weight and how he can reframe his mindset in order to set himself up for success, both with weight loss as well as accepting the fact that weight loss can be challenging. If you've ever tried to lose weight with type 1 diabetes and have struggled, this episode will be super valuable for you. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about your yourself, your life with diabetes, and what's the ch- biggest challenge you're having right now? Yeah, so a uh, lot to unpack there, obviously. I'm sure uh, a lot of the listeners can, can relate, but I've been... Uh, type 1 diabetic for 27 years now. Um, I was diagnosed when I was five years old. Um, you know, had the, the story of, you know, frequent urination. Um, something was kind of off, just wasn't uh, feeling right. So my mom took me to the doctor and kind of got the diagnosis. But um, uh, I guess a grand scheme, I've been very fortunate, I think, uh, with just my support system that my family um you know, from early on, like I said, I was five years old. So I was still coming to terms with just the world in general, let alone the world pre-diabetes and post-diabetes. So, um, but it was kind of a, 
um, you know, not a, a tough love, but uh, hey, like this is just kind of it is what it is. There's no going back. Uh, we got to move forward, and um, there's no reason you can't do everything you want to do. So I credit my parents a lot for just kind of instilling that mentality early on. Um, so I, I you know, I kind of built on that. I was um, loved athletics growing up. So it was, again, kind of that I want to play hockey, so I'm going to go play hockey. And if it's, you know, kind of making all those uh, adjustments to, you know, food, insulin, um, the, the learning lessons that are plentiful along the road, um, but I was fortunate enough to kind of pursue that and played hockey in college. And, again, very uh, athletic, that goal in mind of getting um, professional hockey, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to play a season of professional hockey and I kind of moved on from there. But, um, you know, my biggest challenge and, um, again, I'm still learning a lot every single day as a diabetic, but, uh, transitioning from that athletic life to, you know, current you know, normal life. I, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but, um, uh, a, just kind of adjusting from that kind of, you know, you're, you're eating for fuel, you're eating for performance, you're eating for all these kinds of things and then transitioning to just, you know, I'm just trying to stay healthy, you know, keep, you know, strength, mobility, cardiovascular fitness. Um, and then controlling that with that diabetes of adjusting that, you know, your, your insulin levels are getting, uh, reacclimated to the new lifestyle. And then, um, you know, you feel like you're making progress throughout the week, very strict, very disciplined, but it seems like one, one mistake. And then you go down that, you know, that ravenous hunger that I can't even, you know, begin to describe to, to non-diabetics of that millions of years of evolution of I need glucose and I need it now. Um, and then it kind of, you know, like you eat it, you get back to normal level and you're like, wow, I just, I just consumed 800 calories. And, um, that's basically a week worth of, you know, calorie deficit that I was trying to accomplish gone. Um, so I, I've, I've been dealing with that and that's been the, the biggest battle. And then it's almost like the, you throw your hands up and you're like, I just, it just, it is, it is what it is at this point. I'm going to try to do my best, but inevitably this is going to happen. So, um, you know, I don't need to be carrying the weight that I, I did when I was, you know, an athlete anymore. Um, and I'm trying to get more to a more reasonable, you know, body weight and just, you know, thinking more longer term. And that's been my bit, biggest challenge so far. Yeah, so I think that's something that we can all uh, identify with. I certainly can as you get older and as you, you become less active, gaining weight and then adding on diabetes to that, whether it's treating lows, whether taking insulin and kind of all of the above, it can make it can make weight loss and, and weight management really challenging for folks. I'm curious, Jeff, when you w- when you experience these you know these low blood sugars and then you're, you're treating lows and you're really on this roller coaster or I should say treadmill uh, of, of trying to maintain lose weight and trying to maintain that. And then having it bounce back. What's that experience for you? Like what, how, how does it make you feel when that happens? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's deflating really. Um, and it, 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 you can, like I said, you can go through the whole day, a whole week where you're, you're making smart decisions. You're on point with your, um, you know, your insulin dosage, like what you're actually eating. Um, but like I said, it's when in a, in a game of, you know, inches that you're, we're, we're here, like, it seems like you give up so much when that one, um, like I said, it's, it's a, such a biological response to like, I need to, this is survival at this point. So you're not really thinking the, 
you know, oh, I, I got to step on the scale tomorrow morning. Um, but then once you, once you kind of get back to, you know, reality, n- normal blood sugars level, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, um, like I said, it's, it's kind of deflating and then you kind of got to, you know, regroup and like, all right, let's, we're going to start it over again and I'm not going to make that mistake again. Um, but as you know, there's, there's so many different variables that you're trying to control for. So, um, overall it can just be very frustrating. Um, even if you have all the experience in the world with the disease. Yeah. You go in with the best of intention to the day and your blood sugar goes low and your body and your mind kind of take over in a place where you just can't control it. Or at least it feels like you can't control it. Definitely. Is that your, is that your experience? Yeah. Like I said, and it's, it's almost too like, um, it can be a subconscious where I'll have times where again, I'm super strict, um, accountable throughout the day. And then, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and stumble out into the the cabinet and, you know, find some cookies or find a protein bar or whatever it may be. And, and that, that moment where the willpower is a little bit, uh, lower than, you know, when I'm fully conscious and awake. Um, and then you dose for that and you wake up low again. Um, cause maybe you over, over correct, corrected for what you were, you were eating. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's frustrating. It really is. Um, especially for you going, like you said, going in so well-intentioned and like, this is what my goal is. This is what I'm going to do. And then, um, the willpower is there most of the time, but it's just those split seconds and, um, that can be the difference. Yeah. And we know that when you're low, your willpower goes out the window. I mean, but again, that's biological, as you said, but it's, it is true. I'm curious, Jeff, what about losing weight is important to you or why is, why would losing that, that I, I think you mentioned before that final 15 pounds, what, how, why is that important to you? Why is that something that is worth focusing on? Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, just in general, like, again, the, the, the minimize the opportunity for complications longer term. Um, I would say in general, like I'm, I'm pretty fit guy, but at the end of the day, I don't need to be carrying around the amount of weight that I, I am. Um, it served me well when I was, you know, running into other hockey players full speed and trying to survive out there. But, um, at this point it's, it's, you know, there's no, no reason to be carrying around this extra 15 pounds, even if that means, you know, losing some, some lean mass as well. Um, I don't need it anymore. And, you know, the more weight you carry around, the more likely, you know, the easier that can turn into fat. So, um, I think that's just kind of been, you know, since I stopped playing hockey, it was like, I, eventually it'll happen. I, like I'll get into normal life and it'll just kind of come down. But it's, I guess I, I never gave, uh, I never thought it'd be that difficult really. Um, I thought I just thought it would kind of naturally progress over the next couple of years after I trans- transitioned out of, you know, you know, professional sports, but here I am, uh, 10 years later and still working on it. Yeah. And we also know that, that, that our bodies, they tend to stabilize at a certain weight, whether that's overweight, underweight, what, what not. And once you're there, whatever that weight is, it's, it can be very, very hard to move the needle from that. Then you add diabetes on top of that and all of the, you know, t- taking insulin, which is a fat storing hormone and then have, then treating lows and, and all the rest of those things. Um, it can become, it can become challenging. Um, what have you done in the past to try to lose weight or to, or, and, or to try to 
come to terms with the fact that this is just a frustrating part of life right now for Jeff with diabetes? Yeah, I mean, I think I've done the, you know, the normal things, trying different diets that um, make it easier, take more guesswork out of things. Um, I think in general, I, I tend to eat lower carb, just the, you know, aim small, miss small kind of thing with, with diabetes. But, mm. um, and then I finally, like, I took the plunge and said, I just got to track everything. I got to track my calories, my, my macronutrients and, and to get a, that's the only way, you know, really to do it is know what you're putting into your body on a day to day basis, know where you need to be to start losing, uh, losing weight responsibly and in a way that, it's not a crash dieting and then where you're rebounding back. So I've, I've tracked calories, you know, intermittently for the last two years, I'll do it for three months, be trending in a great direct direction, kind of have that setback. And then it's time to renew the, the, you know, $10 app or whatever it is. And I said, ah, it's not worth it. Um, so, uh, that's, those are kind of the different, you know, the, the specific diets and then tracking everything. Um, it's hard to make up weight loss with extra exercise, but, you know, making those conscious decisions of I'm going to take the stairs today, or I'm going to, you know, go for, try to fit in a, you know, 30 minute walk that I normally don't take, um, you know, take my dog out for, you know, an extra walk at night before bed, whatever it may be. Um, I think the, the hardest thing with that, it's like with everything, it's just consistency and, um, and actually execution. When thinking about expanding your diabetes management toolkit, you may not be thinking about insulin. There haven't been a lot of new insulins to put in your toolbox. Sure, there are different brands, but nothing really unique when it comes to insulin delivery, except for Afrezza. Afrezza, insulin human inhalation powder, is unique because it's the only ultra-rapid-acting inhaled insulin available. It's a man-made, orally inhaled insulin and is used to control high blood sugar in adults with diabetes without the need for mealtime insulin injections. Once you inhale a Frezza into your lungs using the inhaler, it will start reducing your blood sugar in about 12 minutes. And it's out of your bloodstream within 1.5 to 3 hours, depending on the dose. Keep in mind that a Frezza must be used with basal insulin in people who have type 1 diabetes. To learn more about inhaled insulin, visit www.afrezza.com. That's A-F-R-E-Z-Z-A dot com. Afrezza is a rapid-acting inhaled insulin used to control high blood sugar in adults with diabetes mellitus. Afrezza may cause serious side effects, including sudden lung problems, low potassium, and heart failure. Afrezza is not for patients with chronic lung disease, such as asthma or COPD. Tell your doctor if you smoke recently stopped smoking, have ever had kidney or liver problems, a history of lung cancer, or if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Most common side effects are low blood sugar, cough, and sore throat. Severe low blood sugar can be fatal. Do not replace basal insulin with Afrezza. Afrezza is not for use to treat diabetic ketoacidosis. Do not take Afrezza if you are allergic to insulin. Talk to your doctor before changing your Afrezza dose. Blood sugar may need to be checked more frequently. Yeah. I want to ta- I want to tackle our conversation today in the time that we have left from two different directions. Um, 
one is from the diabetes management and weight management point of view, and the other one is from mindset. And we'll, let's start with just diabetes management, just some, some education for you, which is actually things that most people don't know. Um, you, you may be familiar with this stuff, but I think it may be helpful to, to remember. So, you know, just think about what happens when your, when your blood sugar goes low. I mean, not, and I'm not talking about actually in your mind or in your brain. I'm not talking about it in your body. So you have glycogen. Your, your liver holds glycogen. Which is a um, which is sugar. Um, it's basically your your reserves of sugar. And what happens when your blood sugar goes low is your body puts out that glycogen as a way to bring your blood sugar back up as as the backstop. And then you're also treating your low blood sugar with food. Um, so the, the glycogen is not gonna not gonna make you gain weight. It's already there. And but then you you you, you um, eating you know definitely brings calories into your body. And then what happens is. Your blood sugar usually crashes again. If you're if you're if you're really high and then you go really low, it's you, you get on this roller coaster. Um, but what happens is the glycogen res- reserves in your liver aren't there anymore. Basically, they're a one shot one one shot deal uh, with that with that bat, with that first bad low. They're not there anymore. And then all of a sudden, now you're on this roller coaster where you start eating because you don't have that backstop anymore. And so while the easy solution or the, the the easy thing to say is stop going low. We all know that's not as easy as it sounds. I think that your approach of uh, of aim small, miss small is actually a really a really good one here. Um both for in terms of safety, but also just in terms of in terms of in terms of how, how you're approaching this stuff. Um but remember that when you when when the glycogen reserves go away and then you you eat you know, 800 calories of, of mostly carbohydrates. Guess where those are going? They're not, they're not necessarily going to form fat. They, some of it may be, but that's actually a lot of it's going back into your liver. And the, the one thing to remember there is that, um, for every pound of glycogen you have in your liver, your body holds two to three pounds of water. And so a lot of the weight that is happening here, my guess is, Certainly, some of it may be fat, but a lot of it is water weight, which is very deceptive when you're looking at your scale. So I want—I just want to keep that keep that in mind as you're as you're thinking about this stuff. You, you know, so if you were to have this type type of low blood sugar where you where you were to um, you know over treat it, one solution to that would be the next day um, eat very very low or extremely extremely low or no carbohydrates. Um, and that will actually help to um, reduce or, or put flush out some of the glycogen that you have in your in your liver and reduce your water weight and bring you back to um, the place where you want to be. Now, it's not impacting your body mass and it's not impacting your, your your body fat content. But what it is, is it's showing you on the scale that, um, you know, I'm back to where I want to be or I'm back in a better place. And that can give you the motivation to keep on going as opposed to feeling deflated all the time. So that's just one kind of simple hack that you can use. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't work for very long because once, once that three or four pounds goes off the scale, then you're back to, you know, having to lose fat. But I know that when you feel deflated that way, it can just make you want to give up because if you feel like nothing is working. Um, the other thing I would suggest is it sounds like, you know, especially in the middle of the night, and I've been there too, I totally get this, is you're low and you're like, I just want food. Um, and instead of doing that, one thing, one thing that I suggest and that I practice sometimes, not, not all the time, is I will measure out food beforehand. 
so that I know, I mean, and in terms of, you know, one of my favorite hacks for treating loads is using Smarties or using, uh, fruit snacks because they're, li- they're limited in how many carbs and calories they have in them. And so, you know, your body's telling you, I want 800 calories or, you know, 100 grams of carbs. Your diabetes educator or the ed- diabetes educator, me telling you, you need 15, maybe 20 grams of carbs there. And so, um, you know, making sure that they're there and then being able to sit through that discomfort for, five, 10, 15 minutes while your body kind of comes back to, to, to a good place is going to be helpful for you both in terms of your weight and how you feel, but also you're not going to kind of end up with that uh, low hangover that happens when you, when you're on those roller coasters. So um, I, th- I think thinking about it in that way could be helpful for you. Um, any thoughts about, any thoughts about either of those suggestions? Yeah, I think the, I mean, both are, are, good and tools to have in the toolbox i think um but the i think the one that i never thought of and it makes sense is just the when you deplete the glycogen in your liver and then you eat like i do and like like you said even just the mentality of like you get on the state scale and you you notice you know it's four more pounds and that's knowing that that's water weight and that we can you know at least chip away at that within 24 hours of by just making those adjustments the next day. I think that's, that's very important and very good to know. Um, Cause in that, in that moment, you're like, I blew it, you know? So it, like knowing that you have, you know, maybe there's one more step you can take or one more, um, at least to minimize the damage the next day. So I think that's, that's very good information. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And then if you're able to just cut out carbs for a cup for a day or even two, you'll see that, that, that water weight flush out. Um, and it, that it just kind of gives you that motivation to keep on going and know that like, know that my behavior matters. I think that we want to see that our behavior matters with our blood sugar. We also want to see that it matters with our, with our weight and, and other, other parts of our health for sure. And that sort of, you know, we'll call it self-efficacy that, that, that it does matter, uh, can be super helpful. Um, I think the other part to, to focus on here, though, Jeff, is also your mindset. And, you know, you're not alone in having, in, in feeling like defeated and feeling deflated. But you have to ask yourself, um, does the fact that you were, you've been, you know, I'm going to call it good. I hate to use good or bad, but wait, that, that you have been following a, a, a strict diet, um, in hopes of becoming healthier. Um, and you slip up because you have a low blood sugar. And I'm not, and that's, it slip up, I think is probably the wrong term as well. But does that mean that you failed or does that mean that you have diabetes? And I think that that sort of mindset of like, what does this mean about me? And, and, and what do I have control over? What don't I have control over is really an important conversation to have here because when your mindset gets down and you think you feel, def- you feel that deflatedness because you feel like you've done something wrong or that you failed again, it gets you in that place of this is never going to work. It's not even worth going on. And and reframing it to I'm doing the best that I can, given the fact that I have to, it's more important for me to treat my low than it is to, you know, lose a pound or, or whatnot, given that I'm healthy already um, is I think an important uh, aspect to look at here as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, and I think I, I also struggle with the, and who knows when you like, when you get diagnosed as a kid, like how much psychologically it, alters the way you think but um kind of getting handed this deck of cards and like you want to believe that you have full power and authority and and i can do this i can manage it every like 
Um, I have the power to control it. But the flip side of that is, you know, anything that doesn't go wrong and such a complicated, you know, disease management, like you said, you kind of feel like the failure because, hey, I, I'm owning this right now. Um, so it's kind of the, the two sides of the coin where you want to feel empowered to make the decisions, make the right decisions. But at the same time, you got to own it if you didn't, didn't make a, a, a poor choice or a bad decision or a miscalculation, whatever it may be. Um, and I think I've always aired on more on the, Hey, like you're, um, this is your fault versus, Hey, it's part of the game kind of thing. This is a long-term, you know, we're, we're trying, we're, we're trying to, you know, get down the road to, you know, 70, 80 years old. And this one slip up isn't going to make or break that hopefully, but, right. um, well, and, and but yeah, I think, I think at, that's looking at, looking at it as one slip up as opposed to, you know, out of, um, you know, one out of 10, let's call it just for, for round numbers, as opposed to nine out of 10. The reality is, is the thing that we see is a thing that goes wrong, not the nine things that go right. And so keeping focus on and keeping perspective on the fact that you've had nine things today go right and one go not so right. Um, and you know, have, be able to see, look, look at, look at from a broader point of view. I think it'd be really helpful in reminding yourself that you are doing the best that you can and that it's not easy, but, and that your natural tendency to keep yourself safe is to, well, one, overtreat your lows, but also to look at, to focus on the, the negative rather than, and, and ignore all the things that are really not, um, not, not really interesting. And all the things that were, that go right in our minds are not really all that interesting. It's true. It's very true. And it's, yeah. So that, that, that mindset shift can, can really help. I want to go back to one thing you said before um, about uh, gaining weight and um, being a high risk of complications. I'm curious, have you noticed that, you know, that, that with, with an extra weight that your insulin resistance is different or that you're, you, that you're taking more insulin? Um, it's, it's hard to say. Cause I, and I wish I knew what I know now back when I was in college and in that athlete mode of, um, you know, pasta, every meal for carbo loads and taking all this insulin. And, um, so I, I probably did weigh a little bit more back then. And I was taking exorbitant amounts of insulin, like, uh, we like, you know, 15, 17 units after a pregame meal and then mm -hmm. going to take my pregame nap and just praying I made the right calculations. And, um, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's hard to say now cause I, I, I do try to limit the amount of just lower carb. I'm trying to like limit the amount of insulin I'm actually taking on a day to day basis. But, um, uh, I don't know, maybe that is like a, a part of it where just cause I started at that higher body weight where it's harder to kind of come down from there. Um, yeah, your body, has a set, your body yeah. has a set point and it's hard to, hard to break, break past that. Um, but one, what, one place where you can tell whether your insulin needs are different is your basal. If you're using a pump, either your, your daily, your, your full, your daily basal totals, or if you're using MDI, um, how much basal insulin you're taking and see if there's a change there. See, see if you're seeing your, that, that, those numbers creep up. And again, it doesn't really matter how much insulin you're taking, as long as you're taking what you need for your body at the time. But you also want to be aware of insulin resistance. And if, you know, generally speaking, a, a little extra weight will not make, 
make you any more insulin resistant. You know, certainly if you were to gain a hundred pounds, that could definitely have an impact. Uh, but I, you know, looking at you and say, talking to you, that's not, not where you are right now. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want you to use that as a scapegoat for, you know, coming to terms with where you are right now is that you're, you are probably in a healthy spot and the little extra weight that you may have on you is probably not impacting your health, especially if you're active, especially if you're managing your diabetes while eating low carb, you know, your time and range and your A1C are in a good, a good spot. Um, I think those are the important things to focus on. Um, you know, and, you know, certainly, you know, your appearance, um, you know, if that, that's an issue, that's something that you want to, you know, re- really see it. is, is it, is the juice worth a squeeze here? Is the, is, is losing weight and, and all that, all that's involved with that. Is that worth it to me to, um, to get to that place or am I good where I am? And that's only, that's a question that only you can answer for yourself, but certainly something to, to, that's important to think about. Um, because then if, if you decide that, yes, that's what I, I really want to focus on it. As you know, it's going to take some intense work. It's doable, but you know, it, there, there's, there are costs and payoffs to both sides. And that's something that you really need to decide for yourself. If, if that's going to be worth it for you, for both your physical health, your mental health and your, um, you know, your self-esteem and your, how you, how you, uh, look at yourself. So definitely. But Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. I think this was a helpful conversation. I know that a lot of people, and I will include myself in that, uh, in that pool, you know, struggle with, with weight and how diabetes and insulin and treating lows and all of the above impact weight, how we think about ourselves, um, how we think about our diabetes, our diabetes management. So I really want to thank you for bringing this conversation to the podcast because I know a lot of the listeners are going to really appreciate it and identify with the challenges that you talk about. No, thank you very much for, for your feedback, and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, you bet. Bye, Jeff. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use in your life right now to improve your emotional health with type 1 diabetes. And today, your plan of action is make a list of all of the things that are going right, as well as all the things going wrong for you in your life with type 1 diabetes. As I mentioned to Jeff, oftentimes we focus on what's going wrong. And then we think that's all that's happening. But most of the time, the things going wrong are only a small part of the whole picture. And many things are going right. So with Jeff, he was focusing on the lows he was having, as opposed to his overall health. What's going on for you? Write it down. Sometimes seeing it visually can make it real for you and help you to see you're actually doing a really good job. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.